A very good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Matt and Dan in the House of Quark. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> welcome, everyone, to another episode, episode 22 from Matt and Dan House of Quark. Yeah, 22. Uh, you could be watching us on our Facebook page at M and DHQ, or watch us, of course, on our YouTube channel. Just type Matt and Dan House of Quark, you'll find us there. Or listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Anchor, Breaker, or of course, Overcasts and Pocketcasts as well, or any other third-party website that I've never even heard of, because I'm sure, apparently we're on Lords again, you know, apparently yeah. they keep giving us the <laughs> other websites that I never we're probably of. We're probably like on Torrents as well. Like yeah, yeah. Put Locker or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> So apparently we got listeners from Romania, I believe, or something like that. I, I nice. don't know if you mentioned that before. I don't. I don't think so. No, I, I, I know you've on... mentioned like Singapore and yeah, Australia yeah. and Germany. So yeah. apparently we got listeners from Romania as well. I know we got a lot from America, a lot from the United States. Uh, apparently our age group is mainly uh, thirty-five to forty-five. Uh, that round that age group as well. <laughs> mm. So uh, they are older than us, but that's cool. Uh, obviously some our age as well and some younger so yeah i think it's quite cool we're very diverse i think so that's yes that's good that's good good. (laughs) so uh, of course this is episode 22 now before we get straight into uh, well right into our our topic for today uh we've got a brand new uh segment and we a brand new we have the a show. brand new segment which i'm really looking forward to it was going to be part of our quiz episode if you have watched that or listened yeah. to it um but it's got its own little segment yeah it's a little segment so um how them matt what is it so no, well, what's it called again <laughs> <laughs> this is classic us yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's called would you rather it's now time for you've got it would you rather would you rather yes so uh, dan can you explain how would you rather works please Yes. So a lot of you, uh, if you're not, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the concept of would you rather, uh, Matt and I have different questions. Uh, You've got two possibilities. Would you rather this or this? You've probably played it. uh, I mean, is it a pre-drinking game? I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like I have never. Yeah, it can get quite rude, I think, if it's uh, it's a drinking game. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're not going to get rude. We're going to do a Star Trek (laughs) theme. So you've got to pick one. you can have one or the other. Um, yeah, uh, simple, really. Simple. Is that simple enough? I, yeah, I think, think so. so. Yeah. So basically, we've got five questions each, or yeah, yeah, five questions, I guess. Yeah. And then what basically the, the question is: Would you rather this, or would you rather that? And then we'll discuss why, yes. and we'll see if we match on them, or we'll see if we we don't match on them. We're quite interested. They are Star Trek themed, of course. Ah, okay. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all Trek themed, of course. Yeah. Right, we could have um, done life things as well. I mean, you know. Yeah, we could have done life things. Would you have a tea? Would you have a coffee? Yes. Cats coffee. or dogs? <laughs> right, uh, do you want to go first? Anyway. Yes. So number one for me, um, this mm-hmm. is starting off easy. Okay. Would you rather the Alpha Quadrant or the Delta Quadrant? 
the alpha quadrant or the delta quadrant. Um, yes. I mean, I, I, I know the alpha quadrant better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of exploring the delta quadrant because obviously, you know, it's a lot to explore. Um, but I probably would say the alpha quadrant just because I, I'm more familiar with it really. And um, yes. that, yeah, I would probably say the alpha quadrant for that reason. Really? Yes. Uh, what about okay. you? Uh, I would say the Delta Quadrant, actually, okay. just because I think uh, I think there's a lot more uh, unexplored stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, that's if true. there was an if there was an easy way to get to the Delta Quadrant rather than having to go via the Borg. <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I was thinking of that as well. Like, I don't really want to bump into those guys either. Um, no. <laughs> no. The other quadrant's a bit more peaceful, really. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, but yeah, there we are. Delta. Quadrant. Um, shall I do mine? Yes. What is your okay? Question? My first one is animated series or lower decks. Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> that is a good. Is that question. hard one now? <laughs> that is a hard one. Yes. <laughs> um, animated series or lower decks? I've got a similar question actually later, but um, well, it is a different question, but it has lower decks in the thing. Uh, I would say personally, uh, animated series. Mm-hmm uh just because i oh i just prefer it really um if i'm honest i think yeah i don't, I don't know i just i think i think i just prefer it i think just for that reason i just if i was to choose one to watch right now it would be animated series okay um, okay um i probably go for lower decks look i mean i, I love okay. the animated series uh i think it's brilliant uh lower decks though just has that adult comedy cartoon yeah. feel that i love you know i love all the rick and mortys and all that so for me that's probably why i go for lower decks and i know there's only one series at the moment and you know there will be more so mm. uh yeah i it's more think... accessible as well isn't it yeah, yeah. i love that's only right i do love the animated series like i think um i, I always think the animated series is it's really um psychedelic to be honest it's very out there you know it's yeah. um <laughs> Whereas I, I lower decks is just it's just funny and, and and like I said it's just full of so many Easter eggs of like references everywhere and like you know um, I need I need to watch it more just because I know I've missed some, I missed some you know because it's just so much in there. Yeah, when we get it, when are we gonna do an Easter egg episode of yeah, lower yeah. decks? Yeah, no, yeah, we, we will definitely. Yeah. No, we will have to. Yeah. No, I'll be fun definitely. Uh, awesome. Right, what's your next one? My next one. Um, this one is a good one. Well, I think so anyway. Uh, space station or starship? Hmm. Now, I love <laughs> the idea of a space station. That's why I love DS9, because I love the fact that we, in some respects we see more aliens, weirdly yeah. enough. You know what I mean? Because obviously they go there. I guess with, with a spaceship or starship, sorry, you get to um, well, explore more. Um. Mm. I did. I like the idea of the space station. I'm gonna go for space station. Space station. I'm, I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I like the idea that, you know, you just you meet interesting characters there. Like you, you know, that's what shows in in DS9. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. I actually agree. Yeah. I would say yeah, space station yeah. as well. Actually, obviously because of DS9, and also um, I just like the idea of being, um, with a starship, you can go anywhere in space. But like, I quite like the idea of being in one. Mm-hmm. especially in deep space like a remote part of space yeah um, yeah 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 
That, yeah, I, I, I like that one. Yes, definitely. Yeah, Space Station. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Defiant from DS9 or the Delta Flyer from Voyager. <sighs> oh, that's a very good one. That's a very good one. <laughs> that is a very good one. Um, I am going to go for... Hmm. I'm going to go for the Defiant, actually. Okay. Yeah, just it, because it's a, obviously it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot bigger than the Delta Fly. I mean, I know they do two different types of ship, but um, mm -hmm. I just like the nimbleness and like even it's like a battle ship mm -hmm. and it's an actual starship, but like it's quite small. And because I think um, to use the phrase that Riker uses, it's. Uh, is it like a nippy little oh, a little ship or something? Nippy little ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's quite a cool and you can do a lot of damage with it, obviously, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot cooler for me. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I might say the Delta Flyer. I just like the idea that they just made it on the ship. They built it, you know, obviously Paris designed it and built it and then flew it. You know, I just, again, it's small. It's, you know, very, very powerful as well. Um, yeah, I, I can't really think of any more reasons, really. I just, I, I think. Don't get I'm, me wrong; it is a, it is a good, it is a good yeah, ship. I yeah. quite like the, um, you know, he has like joysticks and stuff instead. Yeah, of Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. I like the. I think, think I prefer the name as well, the Delta Flyer. Like, I don't know. I just, I like it. <laughs> Flyer is give me the image of speed, and you know, and that's what yeah, it was all about. Yeah. Obviously, was speed. So, I think I'm gonna go with. Yeah, Delta Flyer. There Delta Flyer. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> okay, next one from me. Okay. Um, would you rather be assimilated by the Borg or spend uh, eternity or, or, or a, <laughs> a faster period of time in the torture chamber thing that, you know, you know from the mirror universe that they use? The torture thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I've already tortured in the torture chamber on the yeah. mirror universe or i couldn't think of the actual name but you yeah, know what yeah I mean. yeah yeah or assimilated by <laughs> or be a borg yeah or assimilated be a, be by a borg. borg yeah uh problem i mean i mean watching i prefer the borg but <laughs> me myself as in if i actually was living in the star trek universe i think i'd probably rather the the, the chamber over the Borg because at least then I'd be myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna go for that actually. Yeah. I think I'd rather yeah. I mean watching it on a TV show, I think I'm oh yeah, be a Borg, you know, I like that. Like, when they assimilate people. But if it was myself, no. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, I agree yeah, for that yeah. reason. You at least you still have your humanity, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm going for that. <laughs> awesome. Cool. And you're the same then? Yes. Uh, yes, I'm the same. Yes, I agree. Torture chamber for me. Okay. So my next one, Mirror Universe. So, uni sorry, Mirror Universe episode or Holodeck episode? Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Mirror Universe episode or Holodeck episode? Um... I do. I, I love a good holodeck episode. You know, I love a good holodeck episode. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go holodeck episode. Holodeck Just, episode. I, you can, I mean, there's so many possibilities with the holodeck episode. You can do like a Shakespearean type thing or like a Sherlock Holmes type thing, or you can 
you know, be on a boat uh, yeah, like yeah. they are in. I can't remember what film it is, but um, uh, um, uh, it's yeah, it's the it's the Star Trek. Um, it's not Generations. It's it's a Generations actually. Could be Generations. It, it, it's it, You it's, know the one I mean, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. What, it, it's the first Star Trek Generation film, as in Star Trek, Star, Star Trek the Next Generation film. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It might be Generations actually. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So I bet that yeah, I think it's so much more fun to do uh-huh. for to what to for a holodeck episode. And um, my favorite Star Trek episode is a is a holodeck episode, which is the baseball one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Take yeah, me yeah, out yeah. to the holo suite. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For I me, know, uh, yeah. Episode. I'm gonna say the same actually, and pretty much for those reasons. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, you could potentially have a mirror episode in the holodeck if you wanted to really <laughs> yeah guess, this is true <laughs> yeah. um but i mean i i still love obviously mirror episodes especially in enterprise as we discussed obviously in previous uh, episodes of this um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you on that one i'm gonna go for uh the holodeck episodes yeah definitely awesome good <laughs> Is it? It's my turn now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, this one was similar to your question uh, a, a little, a couple of questions ago. Uh, would you rather be a bridge officer or a lower decker? Ooh, bridge officer or lower decker? Now, bridge officer, of course, has a lot more power mm. on board. However, bridge officers then. Um, I mean, I'm going to kind of relate it to my job, actually. So with me, um, like, obviously, obviously you can imagine sometimes people, you know, not necessarily step out of line. I don't mean step out of line and do something bad, but I mean, you live on the ship, you can do something a bit naughty sometimes or whatever you shouldn't have done. <laughs> and they always seem to say, you know, you're an officer now, you know, you need to show, show by example and all that. So... It kind of when I'm when I'm trying to say when you're an officer, you've sort of got to be, um, uh, what's the word? I'm, you know what I mean? Like very, um, you got to do everything by the book, basically. You know, you can't. It's hard to relax as much as you can as a crew member. As in crew members, obviously, um, you can get away with more. Get that... away with more, yeah, because um, you're expected more as an officer. I would say. Yeah. So I would probably say the lower decks, and that is from experience um of now and then being in a little bit of trouble and told that i'm an officer and then i shouldn't be doing that so uh I'm i mean going, from some of the stories you've told me about I'm, your job yes i can understand I'm, <laughs> so um i i'm going with that um yeah i'm gonna say i'd rather be the lower deck so i can just get away with uh, i mean i mean you're under the radar a little bit more as well if you're lower decks so no one really i mean obviously they care but not as do you know what i mean with you're an officer you not are, much pressure i guess as well yeah there we go no yeah exactly not that much pressure as you would uh, i mean obviously officers i mean in a started world i guess no one really gets paid but in the real world you get paid more but in star trek i guess no, you wouldn't would you you'd, i think you're more exp- you'd be more expendable though uh yeah i mean decker. obviously i mean saying this mine i mean again relates to the job i was doing was uh, if you're higher the rank you are, the more like privileges you have. So mm. like the more like deck privileges you have, um, areas you can go to. So that's one thing is that I imagine officers having more rights to use the holodeck and things, whereas crew members probably not as much. So you know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. Yeah. But I think I think the lower decks have a lot more fun anyway. I think they have the parties really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh dear. I, w- I would say a bridge officer for me personally. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just fascinated by the bridge and I just, yeah, I think when I was, especially when I was younger watching Star Trek, I was always, you know, okay. I'd always, I, I would have loved it to like, you know, be Tom yeah, Paris yeah. on, you know, like, you know, just yeah, be on yeah. the bridge. I think that's more exciting. Than, uh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. But then I'm, yeah, I don't know, just have less responsibility. <laughs> more fun that's the way i see it but then tom paris was was sort of a bit of both though wasn't he i guess he sort of yeah, played the game yeah um right so uh oh there we are so you are being off so i'd rather be the lower text um okay so my next one so uh the original communicator or the next generation communicator so the flip up phone communicator from the original series or the next gen Badgy the, one, isn't it? Yeah. Badgy. 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 <laughs> yeah. Badgy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, I I quite like, I'm going to say the original communicator just because mm-hmm. I, I like the the fact that it's an actual physical thing rather than. Yeah, um, yeah. I know it's, it's, I guess it's more science-y to have it on the badge, mm-hmm. but um, I quite like the idea of that, that it's, it's, I guess closer to what we have in the real world. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's like a, it's a more physical thing, rather mm-hmm. than uh, you know, it's more like a walkie-talkie type thing rather than. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because sometimes, right? I, I, I don't. I'm. Quite, I don't know if I'm quite being naive, but like you know, the badge. They press the badge and they just say, "Oh, uh, Picard to the bridge or whatever." It's like, <laughs> how does how does that work? Yeah. At least with a communicator, yeah. it's an actual type phone type thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what, you you know mean, what I mean. Yeah. It's like Picard to the bridge, and it's like um, you know, like um, Beverly Crush is like, "No, Picard, I'm in the shower." You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand. <laughs> that would be a good sketch. <laughs> yes, and yeah, and they always seem to like re- reply straight away. Surely, like it would take a couple of minutes to. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, I always feel sorry for them. Like again, on the original series and on Enterprise, where they have like the buttons on like the walls, and they're like, "Oh, hello!" <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way there and press a button. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like if they're on the toilet or something, and they're like, you know, oh damn it, you know, I've got to run to the press the button and say hello rather than. Well, it's funny you say that now, right? But on the ships, actually, the captain does actually have a, to- um, a toilet. He has a phone next to the toilet apparently oh, right. what i've been told and i the thing is i actually believe this now because once i went to a hotel in barcelona and honest to god there was a phone next to the toilet wow those spanish are ahead of their time i know <laughs> it was it was <laughs> the thing is i actually i i'll just say i was in the toilet at the time and the phone started to ring and um <laughs> and i was just about to pop into the shower and i was like oh no that you know i need to go and answer the phone now like the, just put the tap you know the ran the water was just about to step in you know and do what you do and the phone started to ring and i was like oh no and then and then i looked out and i was like there's a phone there next to the toilet so then i answered the phone and and i was thinking like, do you think she knows i'm answering from the toilet <laughs> like you know does it say like a little light toilet <laughs> toilet <Yeah>. phone <laughs> like i just and i was like imagine who you was were, like, anyway well, no, it was the uh, reception lady that worked uh, on the hotel because they were telling me that my pickup was at eight o'clock in the morning. That was all the next day. Oh, right. I, was go- I was going to work and then because they put us in a hotel in Barcelona. So I was just there and then they phoned me and I was like, 
And the thing is, it was, it was like echoey in the room as well. So I was like, this is quite <laughs> awkward. Like, hello, you know, it's like, she knows that I'm in the bathroom right now, you know. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, good. So there we are. That, that I think that answers the question. You know, just put the toilet next to, well, put the, sorry, put the phone next to the, oh, next the, to the toilet. toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, back to your would you rather question. Yes, uh, for me um, the the original series. Same. I'm going to go for same as well. I just think they look better as well. I think it looks really yeah. cool. I think the idea that you know the, you see shots of Captain Kirk and he flips it. You know, I mean, in the end, that became the future. I mean, obviously, well, uh, you know, when we were younger, it was all about the Motorola razor, wasn't it? That was mm, basically yeah. it. Yeah, and Captain yeah. Kirk was doing that in the '60s. Like, that's how cool you know that is um so for me definitely i'm gonna go for the the flip phone i think that's that's star trek as well it's just cool it's like Absolutely. Hey, beam, beam me up like it's, it's all about that definitely yeah yeah awesome there we go in agreement uh and so final one from me um and this one is a definitely a one tailored to you okay. um but i can answer it as well uh would you rather a chat with data or go for a pint with Tom Paris. Ooh. Because I know you like robots and androids and data. Yeah. But I also know that you like a pint. So <laughs> <laughs> not in a, you know. No, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd love to have a chat with data. I just, I just think I'd have a great night out with Tom Paris. I just think yeah. it'd be hilarious, you know. Oh, I go for the night out. Screw it. Yeah, I'm gonna have a night out with Tom Paris. Yeah, I choose that night out with Tom Paris. I think I'd love to talk to Data. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know how much I can handle after like you know an hour or so. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you though? It is a tricky one because I love Data, but I think I probably would have more fun if I went for a yeah. pint with Tom Paris. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to data um we'd end up like going the delta flyer way you know yeah. <laughs> fun it'd be yeah 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 i'm gonna no. go for paris i think yeah but i think paris as well actually yeah. to be honest. sorry yeah. data but yeah um right so this is my well my last one now uh, i left this one mm -hmm. to the last i mean this is this is star trek related but in a way it's not but i, I thought i'd put it in anyway yeah yeah um, the orville or right. Red Dwarf? Oh, that's a very good question. That is a very good one. I'm glad you asked that one, actually. Um, <laughs> it's interesting because I've I've recently watched Red Dwarf, as you know. Um, Dwayne Dibley? Dwayne Dibley. <laughs> <laughs> look like Dwayne Dibley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you, little fishy. <laughs> um I, I mean, I, I don't really need... I, I think Red Dwarf, personally, actually. I think yeah. it's... <sighs> Although the Orville is really good. But the thing, for me, like I see the Orville as, like, Series 1 Orville and then, like, Series 2 Orville. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. The tone of the show changed. It, it, for a, in, like, in a good way, like, not in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it sort of, like, matured. It's weird. And then the mm. Orville... The Orville started off as, like, a pure sort of, like, comedy show. And then... It, it sort of became a serious sci-fi show as it sort of like went up through the series. That's what mm. I felt anyway. <laughs> but my preference, I think my preference would be Red Dwarf over the Orville just because, you know, it's and it's a British thing as well. I think it's know, our humour, isn't it, though? It's our, it's our humour. 
yeah um, yeah 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 absolutely and uh, <laughs> it's like things like you you know it's more more catchphrases catchphrases like Dwayne Dibley and like yeah I love, yeah. Cri- I love Crichton I love Crichton as well <laughs> yeah. Crichton reminds me of somebody it's I went a banana. to uni with. <laughs> 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 I lo- yeah um was it, it's a Czech Republic traffic warden <laughs> <laughs> Crichton reminds me of someone I went to uni with so um oh right yeah. oh cool I'm gonna have to say Red Dwarf as well. To me, Red Dwarf yeah. is just was a big part of growing up for me. Um, it was just, it's just legendary. It's just so funny. Um, there's not a show like it, you know. It really isn't. I think it's very unique. Um, oh, it's just great. It's and you said the one liners. Like you said that you mentioned what the one like it is. It's just full of one liners. I mean, they they go around calling each other smeghead all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And gold post head as well, is it one yeah, I like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the one, you know, when there's like um there's like a time thing and like the cat they keep repeating the same scene. He goes, What is it? It's yeah, a yeah, yeah. time portal, is it it's the time portal or whatever? He goes, Well, what is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just over, over again. It's just brilliant. It's just so simple, but so funny. What it is, funny. is it? What is it? <laughs> You do a really good impression of the cat. <laughs> wow! <laughs> right, so um, there we are. I think is that it though? Is that all you want to? That is. One? I no. I think yeah. We said five. Five, five so, each. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Five. Here we are. So there we are. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was. Would you rather? It's now time for. You got it. Right then, so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to carry on now with episode 22 of Matt and Dan in the House of Quark. And today's episode is about Star Trek 2009. So 2009 film, of course, released, uh, believe it or not, in 2009. Yes. Um, with, um, of course, Mr. J.J. Abrams. And it's it's Bad Robot, isn't it? I think it's called. Yes. Yeah, Bad, Bad Robot Productions. Uh, so we're going to talk about of course, what we like, what we didn't like. We'll be talking things about, like I said, the casting, the the production, maybe the the, the soundtrack, anything like that. Uh, does start at work as an action film. We'll be talking about that as well. And do we think the Kelvin timeline is needed for the franchise? So exciting stuff. Really exciting stuff. So we're going to start off, yeah. of course, uh, what we liked, uh, what we didn't like. Um, personally, I want to say... Uh, when this first came out in 2009, I absolutely fell in love with it. I thought it was, uh, it blew me away. I thought it was absolutely incredible film. I think um, at the time, it was quite revolutionary with the CGI. The CGI was, at the time, was amazing. I'll always remember seeing it uh, in cinema and the CGI was just spot on. I know, as I watched it last night, and I watched it finally on like a like a decent TV because I think I've been watching it for a few years now on not such, such great television sets or you know laptop screens. And now I watched it on yeah. quite a decent television screen because now you know they, I think you know good TV screens are not as expensive as they were back then. You know they you know they're all going in price now. <laughs> yeah. And I sort of do admire it a lot more in some respects as I even did back then. You know I think um, really was. Uh, incredible production for its time i think in 2009 um so I, i'm gonna say i said i liked it um i'm gonna go on things i didn't like uh, shortly but um what i love i said i i just love the actual visuals of it i think it just looked 
oh, superb. You know, I think it looked, you know, I think the best way to describe it is it's a nice, shiny CGI movie, isn't it? That's what it is. That's know? a good way of describing yeah, it. Yeah. 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 It, for me, it was like watching Star Trek on a grand scale. Like, it's, yeah. It's yeah, like, grand scale. Yeah. I like that. I'm glad that we decided to do this episode. I, I forgot how good a film it is. Um, obviously, having to rewatch it. Uh, I watched it yesterday. Um, I forgot how good it was. Like it's so good. Like you say, the visuals for me. I just like I love the grand scale of it. It's it's, and this is probably down to J.J. Abrams. It's very beautifully shot. Just yes. like the uh-huh. camera angles and like some of the sequences. Like I quite like the one, you know, where he's um where he's a young boy and he's driving the car and he he jumps out of the car and like the just the way the camera you know, focuses on the car and then goes up and you yeah. see like the canyon just is very beautifully shot. It's mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I, I just love the way it's shot for me. hundred percent. I agree. Like, I mean, when I was, I remember in school uh, and studying, so we were in school when this came out. right? Mm. Um, <laughs> I remember studying media and, um, and you would have come across this. I, I, I'm sure, especially, I, mean, I don't know, we covered it in college and stuff. I probably did. And, Imagine you might have done a uni like the term mise-en-scene or mise-en-scene. Uh, yes. Mise-en-scene, yes. yeah, yeah. Which obviously the idea, well, is basically what you see in the frame, isn't it? Like, you know, the lighting, mm. the costume. And we actually had a poster in our media classroom in school and it was Star Trek 2009. That's what it was. And it was things like the makeup, the lighting. And and every time I think of Star Trek 2009, I always think of mise-en-scene. So yeah. you're right. They said the actual production, the visuals, is exactly what it is. Like it's a perfect. It's a textbook example of mise en scène, isn't it? That's what it. That's yeah, what yeah. Nine is you know. I, I can understand why it's um, because I I did you do did you do media studies as a GCSE? Because I know I did. I did. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I think that's probably where. Uh, oh, there we are then. Yeah, time, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. And I, I think we probably did do Star Trek as well. I, I know one of the films we did was um, Hot Fuzz in media studies, but uh, mm-hmm. there we are. Um, but no, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things to you know uh, look out for. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with mise en scène, like um, it's not just you know the actors on screen; it's everything. It, yeah. it, like it, it, it's like I say, it's a it's a grand scale. It's it's mm-hmm. it's big and it's yeah, there's a lot of nice mm-hmm. uh, visuals. Do you mind if I actually play the 2009 trailer? Because no, no, that that's... really does sum it up as well. Of let's watch it. Of what Star Trek 2009 is all about. And I remember when this trailer came out. Uh, right then, so what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to get set it up now. <laughs> oh, um, what we're going to do now? I'm going to watch a the trailer of Star Trek um, 2009. Um, obviously this came out in 2009 as we said um, so it was a long time ago now uh, I think I remember seeing this advertised in Bramau Cinema um, ah. I don't know what film I went to see but I remember I remember yeah that even the trailer blew me away I was like wow like that, that's um, it looked you know it looked amazing like I can remember seeing the trailer a uh, uh, film as well but I can't remember the film Right then, so what we're going to do now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to watch now uh, start a 2009 trailer. I'm quite excited about this now. <laughs> okay, here we go. I couldn't believe it when the bartender told me who you are. 
are you talking to me, man? Your father was captain of the starship for 12 minutes. He saved 800 lives. Including yours. I dare you to do better. Enlist in Starfleet. You will experience fear. Fear in the face of certain death. Pull your chute! We received a distress call. I've been waiting for this day my whole life. This day of reckoning. We've got no captain and no first officer to replace him. Yeah, we do. You are capable of deciding your own destiny. The question is, which path will you choose? James T. Kirk was a great man. That was another life. They're locking torpedoes. Emergency evasive! Fire everything! then so that would wow. have been the full feature trailer i think but i, I remember um, they did they, they, there was like a what's it called uh, like, like a like a spoof trailer that came out i remember as well oh, do you right. remember the, the spoof trailer was basically leonard nimoy's voice do you not remember that and it just showed no. the the star trek logo do you not remember that no no sorry <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like I need to show you that now. Okay. But anyway, sure. um, but yeah, anyway, like I said, just just looking at that, you know, it, it is pretty much um, well, sums up what we're trying to say as well. Though, uh, you know, with all the CGI and everything, and I guess it it, it very, um, I guess it's modernized Star Trek. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. You know, that's... like um, Star Trek. I mean, so just just watching that trailer, like you said, with all the CGI and all the uh, and all the scenes and 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 the pace of of uh, the trailer, it, it has this really like action packed feel to it, doesn't it? Which is, I guess, if you're watching Star Trek for years, you know, it, it, you know, like start. I mean, like I said, uh, this film was even, I think, named like action film of the year at the time, you know, and mm. Star Trek. Well, it isn't an action at all, you know. It's it's, it's no, science no. fiction, you know. So it must be weird for, um, say, Star Trek fans to see that, like their their films or their franchises, just become this sort of action-packed sort of. Um, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? This action-packed modern show now, and it's like, but still has elements of, you know, what I mean, what they love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a very exciting. I mean, the trailer is very exciting, and so is the film. You know, it's um, and it brings like, well, I hope 
new interested people and and people like yourself because like, I know you've always said that this is what sort of yeah you bring oh, definitely back Star Trek for you um, I, I I think yeah I think you're 100% right saying that yeah I think um just that trailer long because I said like I said you know it was Miss on saying it was you know the, the the visuals is is it, it, it Star Trek Nine isn't just a Star Trek film to me. I think it's it's uh, yeah it, 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 it's it's important as a Star Trek film because obviously you say brings in more audience but also for other reasons not just because it's Star Trek because it's a great well made production you know what I mean and and people can appreciate it and... yeah absolutely I, especially with the trailer like when when you first see the Enterprise because like, up to that point you're like what's mm-hmm. what's this film about and then you go ah oh, it's a Star Trek film and it's like wow mm-hmm. and and that's kind of how you feel throughout the film mm-hmm. I guess it's kind yeah, of like yeah yeah is this really Star Trek? I, I feel like I'm watching, yeah. like, it, I, it's an action film. Action right? film, yeah. Is no, this, definitely. Star, this is really Star Trek. Um, mm-hmm. It's great. I, I love it. I, I forgot how, how good it is. And I, mm-hmm. When I'm watching it, I thought it was kind of similarly similar to, like, Discovery, and it's, it's uh, you know, on a broader sort of more, um, I guess they had more money and stuff. Yeah, yeah, scaled, yeah. But it's um, in that sense. Um, uh-huh. But it's like with the modernization of it, you've got obviously the original series because it's obviously based on the original series characters and stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of taken that and put it into a modern you yeah. know, setting. And it's, and I think it definitely is for new fans and old fans alike. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely. Um, I think that trailer, like you said, I think I had a bit of both. To it. I think it really did try and grab the attention of the new fans a lot. Yes. You know, um, what's interesting is uh, if you remember watching For the Love of Spock. Is it for the? Is it no? Not for the Love of Spock. Is the other one? The one with Gene. Are you, I don't know if you've seen Trek Nation. Have you seen Trek Nation? Have you? I've not seen that yet. No. No. So in Trek Nation, uh, Eugene Roddenberry actually goes to see J.J. Abrams. Right, and he shows him a video of his dad talking about the future of Star Trek, and his dad, Gene Roddenberry, actually says the words "In the future, someone will make a, a you know, a nice big, well-made production of my characters and their story going through the Academy." Mm. <laughs> he actually said those yeah. words, like, and J.J. Abrams didn't know about this. He didn't know Gene Roddenberry ever said that, you know, because J.J. Oh. Abrams is not really a, remember us. J.J. Abrams is not really a Star Trek fan. He's made that clear. He's he's more of a Star Wars fan, um, mm. which we'll get into when we look at other Kelvin Universe films where he, he he does try and link the two together in some shape or form. It's funny <laughs> you should say that though, because one thing I did notice, I don't know if you agree, like it does have elements of Star Wars in it, actually. Yeah, I do agree. Um, even in the first one, I know I know more so yeah. in like in mm-hmm. other Kelvin films, like you say, but even in this one, there's a lot of. I mean, a I part guess. of me feels because JJ Abrams did Star Wars as well, didn't he? Do um, Force Awakens and all that as well, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can tell in some ways is this JJ Abrams sort of showcasing himself for science fiction? I don't know, and that's why he always wants to do Star Wars because I feel like Star Wars was more. Don't know. I think he's done a fantastic job at Star Trek. I'm not saying he hasn't, but I mm. feel like he was more comfortable with Star Wars than he was with Star Trek. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, I, a way of looking at it, I think Star Trek might have been his audition to get yeah, the Star Yeah, that's what I mean. Star yeah, like, yeah, thing. his little showcase sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, 
definitely you can tell more of a Star Wars fan, I think, than a than a Trek fan. However, I'm going to show this trailer now, and this okay. I, I feel really did show um, them really trying to grab the attention of Star Trek fans. Well, you know, traditional Star Trek fans. Or all the Star Trek so, was fans. this an official trailer as well? Then, or is yeah, it... oh, I think okay. this is the one actually I was thinking of. Actually, I mean, I have seen that one we just played, but this is the one I was really thinking of because I remember. Um, I, I really think this is what how. I think the one we just watched really tried to bring in sort of like new audiences, but this one I feel is the one that really pulled the heartstrings of the old Star Trek fans. It really got the Trekkies involved, you know. Um, I'll see see if you think, well, see if you agree with me. So um, here we go. I think this is the one, because it's the teaser one. Can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. That's all it was. I just want to say, Star Trek is awesome. <laughs> I know, right? That Star is Trek all... is so awesome. That is all it was. Um, and for me, that is where Abrams really did try and grab the Trekkies, you know, uh, attention. I mean, mm. like I said, it was, yeah, wow. What can I say? I mean, that trailer, I think it's just, it's so simple. I mean, it's literally just the Enterprise under construction being built. You can hear uh, the sound of like the beam beaming, that sort of sound, ringing sound in the background. You've got Leonard Nimoy doing the famous speech, Space, the final frontier. I think it's like, I think it's JFK um, that mankind now looks into space. I think he said yeah. that, you know, yeah. or we will we'll walk on the moon by the year 69, I think he said famously. And it's that, you know, it's all that and it all builds up. And then all they have and all they need is the logo. And to me, I think it's brilliant what he's done there because it is it is for the Star Trek fans that that little teaser is. That's not for anyone else, really. I mean, people may recognize the, the, the logo, but he doesn't even need to say Star Trek. He just says he just has the logo and has Leonard Nimoy talking. And that is all you need. To, to mm. advertise it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know. I actually had goosebumps watching that. Then. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's it's nice that I was listening to that and watching that with headphones on. Yeah. Just because I think it just you know amplified the sound a little bit more. I and it it I felt quite emotional. Yeah. Watching it, um, like I did actually at the end of the film, um, you know where it is 
Leonard Nimoy going uh, doing the famous uh, Kirk speech thing uh, to yeah. boldly go where no man's gone before. Like what rewatching that yesterday, I, I was like, oh, Star Trek is so awesome. And I think one brilliant thing about the film and and what J.J. Abrams did is, yeah, he made you know awesome trailers, but like the trailer carried on through. You know how some trailers big the film up, and it's like. Mm-hmm sometimes the film cannot be as good as the trailer yeah 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 but yeah. like uh, the the film is so awesome and it's just yeah it, it's uh-huh. nice that that tone set in the trailers carries on mm. throughout the film yeah personally for me like I, yeah I, yeah yeah i mean for, for me as well i think now becoming like a big star trek fan as i am now and watching it i really appreciate what he did as well with the writing aspect as in he he made his own timeline. So, mm. you know, the whole idea was that, you know, it was uh, the paradox thing where obviously the Romulan goes back in time, seek revenge on um, on Spock, but obviously accidentally ends up crashing into the USS Calvin and then, you know, um, obviously causes uh, Captain Cook's dad to die, which then, you know, leads to, well, that timeline and builds that, yeah. builds that new timeline, yeah. I was going to say quickly, um, do you know where the, the name Kelvin comes from? It's J.J. Abrams' granddad. Now, yeah, so yeah, oh, yeah, you knew that, yeah. yeah. But but that's actually throughout the whole of all of his films, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Oh, I did because I, I didn't know that, you see. Yeah, well, I think in a weird way, in J.J. Abrams' films all weirdly, I don't know, I don't know if he tries to make them connected or he just does Easter eggs for them all, like the whole word Kelvin appears. Ah, okay. it, it appears in other, other shows he's done as well. Um which I'm yeah. not, I'm not 100 sure what. I mean, I know he did, he did, he directed Lost, didn't he? I think he did that. Yeah, and Alias as well, I think. Yeah. Other, I, other things as well. And apparently, he has featured the word Kelvin in other things as well. Um, is it? In, I don't know if it's in Star Wars. Is it? I can't remember. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Yeah. Being more of a Star Trek fan, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't really remember. I don't know. But I quite, uh, going back to the, I quite like that aspect of the Kelvin uh, timeline because you know mm-hmm. it's it's not really encroaching on what was already been before, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, because there are some things. All right, I'm gonna go into things I didn't like. Now I'm gonna because <laughs> they are. I got loads. I've got. I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I've got things I like. I also got things I don't like. I mean, I I don't know about you. I I'm not too sure about the love interest with Spock in Lieutenant Hero. I'm not sure about that one. Absolutely agree with that one. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is rewatching that actually. I because uh, at the time when I first saw it, I, I didn't. I guess mind it so much, but I think that's probably because mm. I was younger and didn't really understand Star Trek as much as I do now. Yeah, but... yeah um yeah like it's just for me unnecessary <laughs> yeah i just i think it was just the whole action thing you know he just wanted to make it look you know quite cool oh yeah and has a love interest and you know what i mean and it's just like mm. but them two prop i just don't see them two together at all and i mean that in a nice way and you know? i just mean i just don't don't see it you know i just mm, i don't know it is, it is very I, weird i understand it's a separate timeline and stuff but Still, and, I, and also one thing I didn't like, and I understand it's a, it's just only it's only a movie at the end of the day, but I don't know. If it's just me being picky as a, as, a, as a Star Trek fan, and maybe because I'm so used to Star Trek, you know, uh, lasting like seven seasons with 24 episodes in them or something. But it's just the fact that James T. Kirk became a from a cadet to captain within like 
two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I know it was good, but it's not that good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was um, because he is, he's a cadet at the start. I mean, he, he didn't get picked for the ship first of all, because he got in trouble obviously because he cheated, you know, in the, t- and I, I, I love that. But I think it's brilliant when he did that. And also him eating the apple that really, I mean, that's very um, uh, William Shatner-esque. I find it in the apple yeah. and being big headed. And I, I love that. Fantastic. Like, but then, you know, obviously when Bones sneaks him on board and things, and then he's a cadet, and then he, he becomes... And then for some reason then, because he's correct about the Romulans, Pike's like, you're my first officer now. I was like, why is he first officer? Because he yeah. the Romulans, you know. And, like, then, oh. and then, surely, surely, right? Because I don't... Because obviously Spock, uh, Pike promotes Spock to captain, right? Yeah. And then makes... Kirk is the first officer, but yeah. then Kirk goes when he's obviously he's he go he returns to the ship and mm-hmm. uh, Spock steps well steps down. But mm-hmm. does that then like obviously then Kirk you know takes over command, but he's still technically first officer though, isn't he? Like surely when Spock comes back, he's captain again. Does that? Yeah. I don't, or am I just being confused? No, no, no. You are right because then obviously yeah because obviously the the idea is Leonard Nimoy tells him, doesn't he? Basically, oh yeah, you need to like. Um, make him so he he you know he's not captain anymore. You have to try and you know because obviously, basically Spock's not going to be very well because he has an emotional response to what happened to Vulcan, right? And Leonard Nimoy basically tells Kirk to pressure on that, doesn't he? He says like, don't but don't tell him I exist and all that. And he's like, okay. And then obviously he goes, oh you know you watched your planet and your mother die and blah blah. And obviously then Spock gets emotional because he's half human and he can't control his emotions that well as other Vulcans can. So obviously then he has to re- relieve the duties. Which is understandable, but then I don't. But then obviously because he was first officer, he becomes captain. But then Spock then comes back to work. So if he comes back to work. He's obviously must be a bit better then. You know what I mean? Like he's obviously fit to work then. But then surely I know he's saying shouldn't Spock become captain again then? And then Kirk steps down back to first. But it doesn't happen. Kirk just remains as. <laughs> captain and then he's like rewarded and captain pike say relieve me of my duty he only been trained for three years he didn't even do the full four-year course <laughs> yeah, yeah you know and, yeah. and he even he cheated on the uh test yeah well it so, was uh, yeah it was i mean oh. the, the idea it was unbeatable wasn't it the test that's the idea yeah. it is meant to be un because they do reference that in in other star trek shows and in you know captain kirk was the only one who who passed it or something, you know, because I mean, the idea is that he, he cheated, but then obviously the idea is that he was smart enough to cheat it, you know. So I get all that, but yeah, it's, I know what you mean. It is, it is that weird sort of, um, I guess, uh, catch 22. It's like, well, yes, it doesn't work, but also it is in another timeline. So it's, 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 yeah, like, um, would, yeah. They, would they get together? But I guess. Yeah, just just appreciate it for what it is, sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I I absolutely agree. Going back, um, I absolutely agree with you with the Spock and Uhura romance. Um, but I do like that they developed, I guess, uh, Uhura a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Showed showed her, uh, sort of side, I guess. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I never understand why was she was so secretive about her first name. Nyota is a guy. I'm telling you my first name. And then Spock just says it randomly. <laughs> and Kirk's yeah, like, well, that's yeah. name. And says, like, why did she even cover that up? Yeah, I don't get I, I don't. I don't know. I just didn't really understand why it mattered, yeah. really. But whatever. Um, yeah. I just found also, not just Kirk, though. Also, Lieutenant Hura. I mean, she wasn't picked for the bridge originally. 
And then, because she wasn't, she was down, because you remember when Kirk finds her, she's down by the lower decks area doing whatever she's doing. And she's like, oh my God, yeah. And for some reason, she's the only one that could translate like Romulan or something. It's like, what? what, what? Yeah. Like, also, communications already. It's a bit weird as well, because obviously she's, she's Spock's student and then they end up having a relationship. It's yeah. like, okay, that's weird. But she only got that because she was top of the class. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, I know in the original series, she was a good, uh, you know, communications officer anyway, or, or uh-huh. whatever, but um, yeah. Did it really is... explain, I mean, because obviously there must have been a big time difference between Kirk and Spock, because Spock is quite old, as I know, isn't he? Because he's, yeah. obviously, the Vulcans are quite, I'm not sure that the actual age of Spock, but um, so it's, um, Vulcans age pretty well, so... They I mean, live the idea that them. yeah, what well, I mean, the idea that Spock was a boy at the same time as Kirk, I don't think, I don't think that would have been right. No, no, no. I mean, I I like I like that the film actually focused on them being younger and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, them, I do, yeah, yeah. Seeing them as boys, that was quite nice. I, I quite like that touch, but um, I think I think we probably were left to assume that it happened at different times, like you said. Um, and I, I like the idea that Spock went against like, the Science Academy thing because obviously they, you know, they, oh, because of your disability. And he's like, what disability are? Oh, because I'm half human, you know. And I, I like the idea that he went, oh, I'll go to Starfleet then. And I love, I think to me that does explain why he was at Starfleet and stuff. And I think that's great. But yeah. I also, what quite what was a nice surprise was because um, I, I had no idea at the time um, when I rewatched it yesterday. Winona Ryder plays his mother. Yeah. And, like, oh, um, yeah. And Thor plays his father. Chris Hemsworth, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Thor, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who I, I again, I mean, I, I love Chris, I love Chris Hemsworth and I, yeah. I, I would like to have seen more of him. Um, yeah, same. So I think they're they're a perfect match, actually, Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. I don't know why. I just think they just work well. You know, the idea that they're related. You, you, oh yeah, I, I, I believe that. You know, what I mean, it's it's something about you know the, the way that them two look. You know. <laughs> yeah, because because I, I I when I was rewatching it, I got um, Chris Pine mixed up with Chris Pratt, and I'm like, it's just basically Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> because. Yeah. Because Zoe Saldana's in it, who plays Uhura, and she's in Guardian of the Galaxy as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but obviously, it's not Chris Pratt; it's Chris Pine. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Chris Pine would have made a good uh, Tom Paris, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think Chris Pine is perfect for the role of Captain Kirk. Um, I mm. think William Shatner even said that himself. He was very impressed with yeah. um, what Chris Pine had done. All of them, um, actually. Yeah. yeah, I think Zachary Quinto, amazing performance as well from him. Um, yeah, there was a lot of mixed reviews from him, though, wasn't there? I know a lot of people didn't like his. Uh, I don't know if the Big Bang Theory re- referenced it as well, actually. But... Oh, I don't know. I never really watched Big Bang Theory that much, to oh, be honest. Okay. Um, um, but I, I, yeah, I, I thought he was great as as Spock. I, I think um, Zachary Quinn to actually become one of my favorite actors, actually. Um, oh. Yeah, I think I honestly, I, I. I'd, I would say he is. Yeah, I love Zachary Quinto. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he does a great job. Uh, I think I I recently watched him in. I think we've seen Boys in the Band. Have you seen that? Um, I really want to watch that film. Watch that. Watch that. Uh, it's really good. It's um, it's a. It was originally a play. Yeah. Um, it was actually a film as well. I think back in the eighties or seventies. I think it was the first. 
mainstream movie at the time. I think it was in the 70s that featured the C word. <laughs> there we are, some trivia. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, so that's, that's interesting. You know, <laughs> um, it's it's very you, you'd like it because it's 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 pretty much straight from the play, like the dialogue, like it's like a monologue all the time, and it's, it's set like a play. It, right. Okay. Language they use, it's like yeah, you you. It's on Netflix, it's isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also a documentary, I think, made about it. It's it's a full gay cast, so Zachary yeah. Quinto's yeah. in it, and because um, Jim Jim Parsons is in it. Oh, he? he's amazing in that. Yeah. Oh, Jim Parsons is a great actor, actually. Because I only thought of Jim Parsons as in you know the Big a Bang Sheldon. Theory, yeah. Sheldon. Yeah, yeah. Because I know of, I you know I don't really watch, but I know of you know I've seen a bit of it yeah. and stuff. Um, but seeing him in that, oh, I. Honestly, I know we've gone off a bit off track here, but just saying, like, it blew me away. <laughs> he is really good in that. And Zachary Quinto, though, that's what I'm talking about. Obviously, he's great in that as well. Um, well, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that Zachary Quinto was gay, though. I, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He's gay, yeah. Uh, but he's, yeah, he's great in, um, obviously, in, in Star Trek as well, I, I think. I remember him getting interviewed uh, on, like, it was Graham Norton or something. I can't remember. And it was. It was the way he talked as well. He was just, he was just, he was just cool. Zachary Quinto, I remember just being cool, and mm. he was like, "Being Spock is being the best person you can be," and things like that. And I just, oh, that's a good way of. I just loved, yeah. you know, the way he explained how he got into the character, and and all that. And I, I, ever since it was ever since that film, I've always admired Zachary Quinto, and also in like American Horror Stories and all that. I've always admired. Oh, yeah, it's an American horror story, isn't yeah, it? Yes, yeah. yes, of course. So I've always that. admired Zachary Quinto. Um, yeah, definitely. Is that like Asylum it. that he's in? Is it Asylum? The one? Yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, that's the, yeah. I think it's the second one, isn't it? The is second right? series. Yeah. Of, yeah. Oh, I, I love American horror stories. I think I only watched the first two of them. Honestly, I need to watch more of them. Like people always got. Yeah. Well, Jordan's a big fan of them, so he always talks about. I love. It. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen. I've seen Asylum. Hotel's good. Watch Hotel. Mm-hmm. The okay. good thing about American Horror Story, going off topic, is you don't have to watch them all in order because they're all different. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I love the first one as well. I thought the first one was brilliant. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I've seen the first one. Um, Coven's good as well. I think that's uh, the third or the fourth one, the one with the witches. I've heard about that one. Yeah, that one's really good. Yeah. Um, but my my favorite is Hotel. Watch Hotel next. I think. Definitely. Oh, cool. Anyway, anyway yeah, off topic there, but uh, yeah, Zachary, yeah, but... I love you. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He he picked up Spock's nuances really well. I thought, yeah. you know, the, the way he says "fascinating," you know, mm-hmm. when he sits in the chair and he goes "fascinating," and like yeah. the eyebrow as well. Like he he just, he, yeah, I, I loved I loved his the way he did those. I think you can strokes. really tell how well he played it when he was acting with Leonard Nimoy. Mm. You know, because Leonard yeah. Nimoy is Spock at the end of the day. That's him, you know, and it was quite cool seeing the two interact with each other. And that must have been quite hard on Zachary Quinto the first time. It was like, oh my God, like I'm going to do this with Spock, the Spock, you know, I'm pretending yeah. to be Spock. He is actually Spock, you know, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing, <laughs> you know. Spock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, he's a casting wise, fantastic. I know, sadly, the guy who played Chekhov obviously passed away, didn't he, a couple of years ago? He did, yeah. That yeah. was a, a, a freak accident, wasn't he? he yeah. Uh, he was, um, Very young as well, wasn't he? Very young, yeah. Uh, he um, was really good. Uh, I liked his portrayal mm-hmm. of Chekhov. And uh, again, like, it really sort of explored Chekhov a little bit more, actually. Mm-hmm. It brought him, brought Chekhov out of his shell, I guess, in, in, in a way. I think it really highlighted how 
skillful the 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 original cast or well, the original crew are you know like it mm. really highlighted Chekhov obviously you know the bit obviously with the the, the transporter and the woman can't yeah. find them he's, he's like I can do this I can do this you know and it, and yeah. it's brilliant because of course he can do it. he's Chekhov he can do he can do anything you know mm. and, and and Sulu as well I know Sulu obviously does uh mess up at the start but that's just funny you know but he is still a great yeah. pilot and it's and also the sword play as well. He's got it obviously with his sword. And I love that they yeah. referenced that because because uh, I think it was when uh, Kirk first meets yeah. Sulu on the little transport, and he goes uh, on when they're going down to the the oil, the platform thingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Kirk says to him, "So what? What? Uh, well, you know what? What is it that you're good at, or whatever?" And he goes fencing, and it's yeah, it's like the original series episode with uh, yeah. You know, George Takei and the sword. I love that bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say something about Chekhov. Um, I like, yeah, that was it. I liked when he, um, when he was trying to talk to the computer and the computer didn't recognise yeah. him because <laughs> yeah. he couldn't say the thing because it reminded <laughs> yeah. me of the um, the film where he says, nuclear weapons. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was definitely salutes to, like, you know, classic Star Trek moments, which I'm sure J.J. Holmes would have had to, you know really just watch things and understand you know why fans like certain things and you know what i mean it works it works so well i thought Mm. uh those those um yeah speaking of casting i just want to talk about um carl urban if i may yeah yeah because i thought out of all of them personally he was my favorite to encapsulate uh his character in like bones um yeah i just watching it uh i was like oh my god that is it was like watching DeForest Kelly. I think you can definitely tell that a little bit like Zachary Quinto, like very much studied, uh-huh. you know, uh, just the way he talked and sort of the way he moved his mouth uh, and and like the accent and stuff. Um, I thought it was great because Carl Urban is a very underrated actor, I, I, I think. I agree. I, I Yeah, I do agree. And he was yeah, absolutely fantastic in that. And I really think he, uh, I mean, throughout the Kelvin film series, I mean, he gets better and better, I think, mm. portraying um, uh, Bones, you know. Um, I, I just love it. It gave a bit more depth to Bones' as character and why he he was on board. And I mean, he says something about his wife leaving him or something, doesn't he? And all that. And he's yeah, having, yeah. He's, he's a she took the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like an older guy and he's having a drink and he's just, you know, yeah. just wants to get away really and join Starfleet. And, but yeah, I I, I, I agree. I think he really did uh, portray that character fantastically. And, because yeah. I think uh, I think I can't remember if it was the Love of Spock interview or if it was just something I read. Um, mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy loved Carl Urban's performance so much that it, it made him cry because um, you know oh, he well, said that yeah. it was it was like it reminded him of his old friend DeForest yeah. Kelly just because oh, wow. of how closely Carl yeah. Urban managed to get it. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. No. Definitely. So yeah, like I mean, I absolutely agree. Like the casting was brilliant. I think. Um, you know, yeah, everyone played their characters really well. Um, I think, interesting you said that, I think it really does get another level of audience, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you have the, you have the, the audience of, like, old Trek fans, you have the audience of, like, new Trek fans or people who just love cinema. You have the regular people who just watch, you know, whatever's on TV, I guess. And then you also have, you know, the Star Trek casts of the past, you know, watching it, and they watch it and reminisce like Leonard Nimoy does, you know. Yeah. And, and, and you have to think it must be amazing for them to watch and and think wow you know that's it reminds me of DeForest Kelly or you know 
and it's great you know they get to re- reminisce over that yeah I think as well having sort of big names like uh, Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth in it and um you know mm-hmm. I know they I mean they're probably still relatively young in their career I mean I like Carl Urban like you know just having big Hollywood names in it because uh, mm-hmm. obviously when the original series people they were just you know I don't want to say nobodies but they were starting out on their yeah, careers yeah. to have like mm-hmm. you know people that had already done sort of big films because uh, yeah, I know yeah. like Carl Urban was in Lord of the Rings and things like that mm-hmm. and um, just to have it on a Hollywood level the uh, big yeah. Hollywood level is just great Oh, definitely. And then we we can't forget our very own Simon Pegg, obviously, was was it? Uh, yeah, and our very own Simon Pegg, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, uh, as Scotty. And Simon Pegg is also a big Star Trek fan. Yes. So it's great yeah. to, to see him, you know, um, doing what he loves. And I, I love that, you know, that backstory of um, of Scotty and and being you know on that snowy planet and <laughs> yeah i i love i love i also i agree with that i love i love that backstory of scotty but i also that was one of the bits that reminded me of star wars <laughs> yeah it was at the planet hoff wasn't there what yeah. it's called yeah it was... it was like a han solo type yeah. yeah yeah no actually now you said that now yeah that's true because he's um, also a star trek uh, star wars fan isn't he Stein Pick? yeah yeah, he's a he's a big he's is a big geek. Um, because I I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, spaced. Have you ever seen yeah, space? Brilliant series. Yeah, I love spaced. Brilliant series. Well, that, it's basically <laughs> him, isn't it? You know, it's the idea that you know he's a comic book nerd and all that, and it yeah, is. Because yeah. I know I know that one of the running jokes is like, isn't it? Someone says that they like the Phantom Menace or something. I don't know. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I love that. Um, There's, do you know that one of the one of the people in spaced uh, voices Darth Maul. Really? Voice, yeah, one of the his voices. I can't remember who he played in space, but um, oh. he was the voice of Darth Maul. Oh wow! Didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, no, I I think Simon Pegg is just again, it was just funny. He really brought a comedic element to it. You know, like he's on the bridge with I I like this ship, you know, and all that. It's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. You know, um, and I love that. It kind of gives that sort of working class element to it as well. That that Scotty always had that just smile and it's just just fun you know um and he obviously did the classic line and you know given all she's got captain and all that is i love that on. moment yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. like you say spot on absolutely yeah. so yeah i i think it's a, it's a weird one Two thousand nine film it really is kind of like a uh like, like a celebration of like everything the original series and also, in some respect, I guess it is an adaptation, as in it's a Star, a Star Trek being added, adapted for modern cinema, isn't it? Modern action-packed film. Like I said, it was a say, action movie of the year at the time. You know, it was Absolutely. really, I, was, you know. I mean, I know, I know, I've, uh, you've been what you've seen it, um, Battlestar Galactica, kind of. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the series that you know we're we've been watching is is yeah, a reimagining yeah. of the '70s series, and I kind of think of uh-huh. the Star Trek 2009 a reimagining of, yeah, you know, not a full reimagining, but kind of like a it's a you know a, a new reimagining of the original series. Um, uh-huh. But like for me, it's it 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 does so well at sort of remaining true to Star Trek. It's yeah, you know, kind of, and then, and then also if they do change things there and there, it's a separate timeline, isn't it? So I think that's where he was clever with it. Really, it was like, well, yeah, it doesn't really matter because I haven't touched your, I haven't touched your show, sort of thing. He said, you know, that sort of thing. You know, it's, it is very, 
it is a, it's a completely separate timeline. It's you know going below the uh, the prime. I would still consider it Star Trek, is what I'm. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with you on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a lot of people see them as separate things, you know. Uh, and in some respects, I do. In some respects, I don't. I do, is in like, like I said, the whole timeline thing. I do see it more like an action film than anything else. But no, I agree with you. Though. It, it's still. I'm just going to answer one of our questions that we had on there as well. You know, it's the Kelvin universe needed for Star Trek. Uh, and I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, it got fans like myself. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> if it wasn't for so, the yeah. having this conversation. Um... Exactly. So, yeah, I think you, you do need that. And like JJ, um, sorry, uh, Gene Roddenberry said himself, you know, in, in the future, some bright director in the future will will do a story of my characters going through the Starfleet Academy. And, you know, he, he did in some respects. So there we are, you know. Yeah. It I was, think a TV yeah. series probably would have developed that more because uh, mm. I, I loved those bits. Um, I think because the first half an hour of the film is them at yeah know, yeah. The Academy. I would have loved to just the whole film of them in the Academy actually. Um, oh, it's giving an idea actually for a Star Trek series now. We should do. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I mean, watch the in betweeners late. Imagine like an in betweeners sort of thing, but like oh. Star Trek Academy students, like oh. it'd, it'd be us. <laughs> And like, that would be us that would be yeah. so us and like you know like and it, it'd just be funny you know like you know they're, they're like students like in uni but this you know as he start starfleet and oh i think that'd be a good idea it'd be good to make it british as well i think i think it'd be funnier british for some reason yeah, it would be <laughs> you know <laughs> um as well i think i think because I, I wrote this down just so i remembered it because mm-hmm. he read he read uh, simon Pegg references um uh admiral archer's beagle Yes, yes. And I was like, they could have, they could have, because um, they obviously got Leonard Nimoy involved. They, they could have gotten away with getting um, uh, Jonathan Archer in it as Admiral Archer, you know. Yeah, that would have been cool. I'd have been up for that. Yeah. Yeah. But then I guess him just mentioning that was just cool enough, wasn't it, as well? Though? It was just... Yeah, that was one of those moments where it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think, um, I think it's brilliant. I think, um, like I said, so, there's lots of great references on that. I can I can't wait actually to talk about the other films as well. I think they also explore it even further. Um, important, I think, to to, to Star Trek. I think it. They said it opens more doors. I think um, it opens more doors. And I mean, one of the, the questions we got is: Does it does Star Trek work as an action film? Yeah, I think it absolutely does. It's yeah. it's good and it's fun and it's adventurous, um, mm-hmm. which is what Star Trek is, and it's and it's. Mm-hmm. It's nice that it's like on that grand scale. It's nice that it's not just the TV shows. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think, yeah, because it, it kind of has that sort of, um, you know, like action film. Is it, is it a heist? Is that what they call it? A heist? Mm. Am, I, am I saying that right? You know, the idea that they, they go around like collecting like old friends or something to like build a team to like. <laughs> well, you like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think I know what you're trying to say. Well, like Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, yeah, Ocean's Eleven is the example of it. It's is there a house or a heist? A heist. Heist film. Yeah, I love heist, heist film. Yeah, yeah, heist. it is a heist. Yeah, it's the idea. You know, it, it's them films where they literally go around and they go like, um, I, I, I mean, I, the example I've got is Rick and Morty. Actually, <laughs> it's the example oh, okay. where basically they go around and um, he goes, "Hey, I need you on my team." Remember? And he, and he goes, "Ah, you son of a." And goes all right then, and then and then they join his team, and then they and then 
And that's I, what I'm trying to say. I, in a way, I feel that's what the Star Trek film was like. It was kind of like, you know, it started off with Captain James T. Kirk. and He's a young boy. He's troubled and all that. He's driving, listening to the Beastie Boys for some reason. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I love that moment as well. What is your name? It's, My name is Captain. Oh, we didn't say Captain, obviously. My name is James Tiberius Kirk. I love that. Brilliant. And then uh, obviously then, you know, we meet different characters and then they sort of create a heist, you know, and then they, they and you know what I mean? And they, 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 I think what I'm trying to say is they, they sort of just have their own things and they all just come together and then they just go on yeah. this adventure, as you said, this, this action-packed adventure. And Star Trek is just a perfect way of just presenting that, you know. I think Star Trek 2009, thinking about it, it, it allowed the whole Star Trek franchise to spread its wings and like, Mm-hmm. grow and fly like like do you know what i mean yeah to, yeah yeah to see it like on a big hollywood movie we we just think it as a tv show that's you know on whatever yeah. but mm-hmm. um on on a small screen but it it it, it definitely showed that it does work um mm-hmm. not not to say the other star trek films are uh are bad or anything because mm-hmm. you know i mean all the the original series films are great and uh you know some of the <laughs> tng movies are great um mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is like the Star Trek 2009 for me definitely uh, allowed Star Trek, you know, to go, do you know what? We can work in cinema. We can, we can be on the big screen. Yeah. 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 Have uh-huh. Hollywood's, you know, actors and, you know, a big budget. It does work. It does work. It was basically our equivalent of the Avengers, wasn't it really? You know, it was that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are obviously some people in it that are in the Marvel films. <laughs> Well, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think 2009 was an attempt, and I think, I think it worked. It was to make Star Trek in a way cooler, you know. <laughs> I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think it, it worked really. I think. I mean, we'll talk about it in another episode. But I think, like, Into Darkness, right? Like, loads of people, like, know as I know, love Into Darkness and the 2009 film, you know, and and beyond, you know. And it, it's great to see people who not necessarily into Star Trek talking about a Star Trek movie. I think yeah, it's quite cool, you know. So. I think, yeah, it, even if you don't like what's already been before, like what we like, you know, mm-hmm. DS9 and Voyager and all that, I think it's nice that it does, mm-hmm. you know, this, the, the Kelvin films are there for, you know, yeah. I think people can can still like the Kelvin films and mm-hmm. not be Star Trek fans, if that makes sense. Like, 100%, 100% agree with you on that, yeah. Because I, I remember I watched it with my, I think it was my, my, my flatmate's boyfriend came to stay down and I think he had it on his hard drive. And because he, I, I think I, I can't remember if I've seen it yet or I didn't, I, I can't really remember. But I remember we were watching it and he was on about, uh, I think it's in Into Darkness R2D2 appears, isn't he? And like, and he, and he, uh, yeah, I know he appears in, in the, in the original, uh, the original. It, it, it does appear in this one as well, 2009. Does he? R2D2 yeah. does. Yeah. Oh. He probably I appears thought- in Into Darkness as well. Oh right, okay. There we are. So he appears in. Oh, I didn't. Do you know? I didn't even notice he appeared in in in, in this one. Oh, unless you like you say, unless you pause it. Uh... Ah, okay. So there we are. Then again, you know, and and what I'm trying to say is, is people like things like that, and 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 because and Star Wars, I guess, has got a, sort of a bigger fan base, I guess. And well, well, if you know, I'm more of a mainstream fan base, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know how I feel about that though. Mm-hmm. Um, r2t2 just being there mm. as an easter egg i don't know how I f- that makes me feel i know it, yeah it's, i feel yeah. it's a little bit rude yeah if I'm <laughs> yeah yeah 
But the idea that people, because I'll probably go and try and find it now, <laughs> you know, it's the fact yeah. that people, you know, go looking for that. I think, I don't know, it is kind of, it's, it's interesting. And I guess it's, and again, it's also because it's a separate timeline, I guess, again, he can sort of do whatever he wants, Johnny. So, yeah, he has that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, um, another moment I didn't realize as well until I read up on it. Um, one of the people who um, played one of the, you know, you know, you know, when they're being sent off to each ship, and you've got like Kirk, you know, not being allowed on the ship and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, what uh, I think this is this is a Scottish guy. Um, he actually auditioned for the role of Scotty, but didn't get it. But he was mm-hmm. such a big Star Trek fan that they mm-hmm. gave him that role. And it turns out to be an actor called Paul McGillian who plays um, who who plays the Doctor in Stargate Atlantis. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I didn't... Because I didn't know that until um, yeah, yeah, know, I yeah. read up on it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's... Oh, yeah, that's... Um, well, he's from Stargate. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> An- another franchise that I love, so... I think as well, it's just a great opportunity for Star Trek fans who, you know, who are actors to have an opportunity to be in the franchise they love as well, isn't it? You know, especially with like new show, new new films being made, you know, and and, and how can they say no, even if they are a bit like, oh, it's not like real Star Trek, but they, they still want to be involved anyway because it's Star Trek, you know, and like it'd be the same for us, wouldn't it? Really be like, oh, yeah, well, you know. Oh yeah, we'll still be involved though because we, <laughs> we want to be involved in the Star Trek movies. So yeah, I think it's, yeah. Because uh, I think, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, it's great for like, it gives an opportunity then for Star Trek fans who actually work, you know, as actors, a chance to, you know, fulfill their dreams, I guess, you know. Yeah. And it says obviously something about Star Trek when actors, mm-hmm. big name actors want to be in it. And, oh, yeah. And, like, and likewise, big name directors, because I know um, Quentin Tarantino wants to do a Star Trek film. Yes, that is true, actually, it. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know he's a Star Trek fan, isn't he? Uh, yes. Uh, well, from what I've read, like, yeah, he, he always wanted to do a Star Trek film in his own way, which I think would be uh, really interesting. I keep thinking of, um, well, Django and all that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have like a four hour yeah, uh, Star yeah. Trek film. But, well, it'd be uh, like done in parts as well. He, he has that, doesn't it? Part one, part two. Yeah. And that's one thing as well I loved though, was actually the soundtrack as well. Was, yes. It was great. Yeah. Um, I know a friend of mine went to see the soundtrack performed live, I think by the London Orchestra or BBC London Orchestra, I think it is. And they actually performed like the whole soundtrack, you know, for the live or in the Royal Albert Hall. Which I think had visuals on as well and things like that. So I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, visuals and um, music, definitely. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the music, actually, because, yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, the the music's really good. And it's not, the, the music has elements of, what we know as Star Trek music, mm-hmm. but it's also original stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the same with the t- uh, the titles as well. Uh, you know, the font. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like what we know, but it's mm-hmm. it's its own thing as well, which I think is brilliant. Well, I feel like you said it has sort of a mix between like, the original sounds that we're used to, the sound of obviously the computer, the sounds of um, the beeps, beep beep, in the spaceship and things like that. But also, it was mixed nice with this nice new soundtrack but also had a sort of star trek feel to it and at the end the, the, the i mean the the ending credits as well was the the theme obviously the main theme, do, yeah. do, 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 which was just perfect what we wanted you know it was it was great yeah so yeah overall i am 
very happy with uh, Star Trek 2009. I think it's Absolutely, a great yes. thing. And it, yeah, there are things, but we can't like everything, of course. We can't like everything. <laughs> okay, then. So here we are. And so just going to go over course yet. Yeah, we talked about, I think, well, everything, actually. Yeah, I think the Kelvin timeline needs to be there, definitely. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's definitely part of Star Trek. Definitely uh-huh. part of Star Trek. Um, 100%. I feel, like I say, I forgot how good a film it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot how good it is. And also, I think what we've just been saying, I think looking at the awards just then really does sum it up. It was all about, I mean, look at that, the visuals there. I mean, the lighting's perfect. It's just, it's just a very well-crafted production, isn't it? Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Right then, so I think that's it then. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Loads to talk about there. Uh, we will be doing uh, another Star Trek film soon. I think we should, yeah, we should do that. Do lots of Star Trek films. I think that's a, a great way yeah. of doing uh, it now. Well, we could do Star Trek Into Darkness or we could yeah, do... Yeah. I think uh, we'd like to get all the Kelvin stuff out of the way. I think it's like, cool to go through yeah. all the, the Well, they're all on Prime Video, actually. So um, Yeah, that's right. I watched 2009, actually. So, yeah. So if you yeah. are listening and you uh, like to watch, obviously, Star Trek Kelvin Universe again or you haven't watched them before check out on amazon prime or you can find the dvd somewhere maybe hi <laughs> <laughs> right, ed so thank you everyone for watching we watch this course on our facebook page at m and dhq or watch us our youtube channel uh or listen to us on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, radio public breaker anchor and of course overcast and pocket casts as well wherever you're listening from or watching from have a good day and as we always say Live Live long long and and prosper. prosper.